Hi, and welcome to The Farcast. I'm Alex Helmbrecht, and I'm joined here, as always, with my co-host, Daniel Binkard. Hey there, Alex. Hey there, Daniel. <laughs> Our guest today is Dr. Grant Sassy, an associate professor and department chair of the counseling department here at CSE. Grant, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, we'll get right into things, Grant. Um, all the good stuff. How long have you taught at CSC? And then tell us a little bit more about what you teach, because the counseling program, I've always felt, is a very unique program on our campus. Yeah, so I have, uh, this is my second year at CSC, um, and um, I teach, like, like you said, in the graduate counseling program. Um, things is, I always get this wrong, it might be my, my ninth full-time year of teaching. Um, I actually started my teaching career as a, a graduate student. Um, as, a, as a GA, but yeah, so I, I primarily in the past have been known to be like um, as the clinic uh, teach the clinical courses, which would be practicum, internship, um, group. Um, but we're in the counseling program here. We um, we're flexible into what we teach, and I think teaching different things can give our students different perspectives on on the various topics. So, but in general, clinical courses is what I've gravitated towards. We had uh, a colleague of yours, uh, Dr. Tara Wilson, on the podcast last year, and I'm always amazed at, at just um, the amount of student interaction that the counseling faculty has with the students who are inside of that program. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I'm glad that you have noticed that because I think that is one of the things that we, we value is being responsive to our students, being available to our students, and I, I'd say even more mentoring of our students um, so we are a graduate level program, so I think there's a maybe a different, not that it's necessarily more than undergraduate, but there's a different level of mentorship that I think is important to our students and to us as faculty because we're preparing the future professionals of the, of the field. And so um, we share a lot of our experience with the students, um, especially in the, these clinical courses that I've taught, practicum and internship. Um, you t I talk about, hey, this, you know, the work that I've done in the field that I'm doing in the field. Um, and it gives them an idea of maybe how to handle situations that they haven't handled before. But I mean, just our availability and relationships with our students is what has, um, is a big reason why I'm back. I mean, I, some of the, some of the best professional, well, the best professional relationships that I've had and continue to have, have been from Shattern State College, specifically the, the, um, the counseling program and then the undergraduate psychology program when I was in that program as well. That's great. Yeah. So you kind of mentioned that as um, one of the reasons that brought you back, but uh, tell us a little bit about where else that, that you've worked before CSC. All right. So um, it's, it's kind of hard. To, so, so do I start, you know, you know, is it chronological or so I guess, um, when I left CSC as a master's student, I went to the University of Wyoming and, and got a, a doctorate in counselor education supervision there. Um, and, and I was prepared, Shattered State prepared me for a, a, a accredited um, PhD program, and I, I think that just speaks to the quality of the program. But so I, my first job was in Alaska. Okay. Um, I, was, I, was, I was younger at the time, I didn't have kids. Um, as a, as a kid, my, my dad, so my dad was a pilot in the Air Force. We, we did a lot of traveling around. I think one, one time we caught a hop on a giant C-5 airplane to Alaska. And, um, and I remember getting out. It was the middle of the summer, and it was like midnight, and it was still light out. I'm like, 
you can be American and live here. <laughs> like I'm going to do that, and and so always in my mind is like I'd love to I'd love to live there someday. So um, I ended up going to like a conference, and um, and they have this this table of like flyers for people who are looking to hire, um, you know, new professionals. And there's the University of Alaska there, in, uh, Anchorage, and I, and I was like, well. I don't, is there guy, the guy to talk to? I, I didn't see him. So I, I just emailed the, the, the name on there and he's like, can you send me your, your, your CV and, and you know, what experiences do you have? And, and within a couple of weeks, I was on a flight up to Alaska and, um, yeah, before I left was offered the gig. And, and, and so, um, I taught in the counselor education program there and, um, I was there, I was at the university of Alaska for six years. Um, I was promoted and tenured there. Um, and, and so about halfway through my time there, um, the college of education there actually, um, closed down. And so, um, you know, there's, there's three major academic units. I think they call it up there, the, uh, university of Alaska, Anchorage, Juneau and Fairbanks. And so there's just an idea of which schools are going to kind of house the major, you know, programs. And so anyways, with that being said, I ended up teaching out the counselor education program there and being absorbed into the psychology program. But it was perfect timing for them because they needed someone to um, run, be the director of their counseling training clinic. And so that was an awesome opportunity for me. And um, so I taught what they called me a, a clinical faculty, I think, which I, you know, I like the title that was, that worked for me. I teach the classes I know the most about. And, um, and then, yeah, I also, I'd say over half the job was just running that clinic. And so this is where master's level and PhD students come in to get their first experiences as clinicians. And so, um, and, and it was like a sliding scale clinic. Um, we had hundred plus clients. Um, it was, it was an awesome thing. So was that on campus? Mm -hmm. And so the, were the client students? Half were students, half were community members. Okay. Yeah. And so, and so we, you know, we had this deal, like, we, we're, we're, we don't want to be the first point of contact for students. That would be the, the, the university counseling center. But, yeah. but a lot of times these centers have limits and the amount of services that they can offer. I mean, someone might need a year or two of, of therapy and it, to try to accommodate so many people to do that would be tough for them. So we were a referral source for them. So if there was someone who needed ongoing therapy, um, we'd be a referral source. But then we also... We're able to help people in the community that couldn't afford to, to the, the normal prices or maybe not that don't have insurance of, mm -hmm. of, of therapy and so we'd get them and so that was man i learned a lot in that job oh i bet yeah and so i loved it there i met my wife there um abigail um we had our our, our daughter edith who's before november um and we had no plans on leaving but um at a certain point having a kid changes the way you think about things <laughs> and we're like, oh, we're not that close to family. Uh, yeah. It's kind of hard to be close to family there. So we ended up, uh, saying, well, maybe we should, st I should start looking for other, other, um, other opportunities. And my wife was an officer in the army there. So she was a chemical officer. So, um, and was airborne, uh, jumped out of planes. And I, I was, so, you know, it's kind of ironic. My dad was a pilot in the Air Force. I yeah. ended up marrying an officer in the Army. I'm sure Freud would have had something to say about that. But, <laughs> but yeah, at the end of the day, so we ended up, um, an opportunity fell um, into, my, into my lap about uh, going to the University of St. Thomas, Houston. Um, and um, it's a really good fit. I thought it would, would work out well. 
Um, and so I went there, and while I was there, um, I, I came in as a tenured professor, an associate professor there, and I started the, a counseling training clinic there. So the experience that I got in Alaska, and that clinic is still running, and, and, and so they're, they're doing well, so it's kind of the same model, um, and, um, and yeah, so we see students, community members, same deal, and um, I love the institution, but um, living in Houston was a... It was hard for me to kind of grasp, you know, to, to, to grapple with as a long-term thing. Well, yeah, I would imagine the, the frontier of Alaska and then going to, what, the third or fourth largest city in yeah, the U.S.? Yeah, that's a bit of a switch. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it was all about, you know, so the University of St. Thomas is, is, a, is a Catholic institution, and they were they're really, you know, trying to get back to their identity of um, teaching under the Catholic intellectual tradition, um, you know, you know and, they, and they were looking for someone who, who had a Catholic anthropology to help kind of integrate that in, in, into the, the teaching and things like that. And so I was always on board for that. Um, but yeah, you know, after a semester there, like, like I said, the relationship with the institution was good. Um, I, I highly respect the institution, but at the end of the day, I had to be like, can my family live here for a long time? Mm-hmm. And so Shattering got an opportunity came up here and, um, I was thinking, so my, one of my uncles who lives in Gordon, um, he actually went to Shattering State, but he, um, he's the vet, vet there. He said something like, you know, Shattering State has a reputation for keeping, people for a long time and if you really think about that that's that's quite a, quite a testament to, to Shattern State I think mm-hmm. and, and that's not always the case but there are people who've been here a long time and so sure. so I just was kind of thinking this opportunity might not come around again so I'm, I'm going to apply yeah. we'll see what happens right <laughs> well it's worked out it has <laughs> yeah it has worked out so um we've loved being back you know the funny thing is like when I was uh, dating my now wife I said something to the extent, like, hey, how do you feel about small towns? <laughs> she's like, oh, I love it. She went to, uh, she's from the suburb, suburbs of Chicago, but she chose to go to, um, I think it's Truman State up in, it was in Missouri. Yeah. And um, so she cho- she loved, it's not a small shattering, but still smaller. You know, there's still, I think, dirt roads she can run on, things like that. Um, she's like, I loved my time there. I'd love to make it back to it. I'm like, well, I have something in mind. So, you know, f- three or four years down the road, it kind of panned out. So Yeah, that's, that's great. great. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned that you have some family ties uh, to Western Nebraska, and you, you were, you're even an alum of CSC, ran for the track and field team. Uh, talk a little bit about your upbringing, upbringing and, and kind of how important this area is to you and your family. Well, I, I love that question because um, it is one, it's one of the harder questions I've actually struggled with in life. I don't know how many times I've been asked, oh, where are you from? You know, do I give the long answer or do I just say something is, you know, is kind of where I think. Because being a military kid, my dad, my dad was a pilot in the Air Force. We moved around every three-ish years. And so that is a d- difficult question. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but, so it's like, well, what, what has been the most constant in my life and Western Nebraska was that. So my dad um, was raised um, until the age of 13 on a ranch um, in Batesland, South Dakota. Um, and then they had the opportunity to move to a ranch, I think around the age 13 to 37 miles southeast of Gordon. And so and that's now the Sassy Vent Ranch. It's still in the family. Um, and so growing up, dad would send me to the ranch to work in the summers or my mom was raised on a corn and soybean farm in Holstein, Nebraska, small, small, small town. Um, 
Hastings might be it would be like the closest mm-hmm. town people would know maybe right. um, and so I'd be I'd always be sent back in the summer and, and I just remember all year looking forward to coming back to Nebraska that and that's where I considered home I mean I was from birth I was raised a Husker fan you know so that you know that was that was kind of never never <laughs> in question <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. you know and and so so yeah I mean I um, military kids have a hard time saying where they're from but I would say I'm from here you know that's where my family roots are um, and and there's still a lot of people in the area. And so um, I went to a, a, a Catholic seminary for the first two years of my education at the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota. There, there's two of them, and that, mm-hmm. that, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. And after I discerned that that wasn't the calling that, that, that God had for me, I um, was like, you know, well, I mean, it really wasn't a question like, oh, let's go to Shattern State. That's people, you know, I don't know why. That's just where I was gravitated towards. And, and it, it happened to be that at the time, I think I had three first cousins here at the same time. And so we, we knew each other pretty well growing mm-hmm. up, working out there um, on the ranch. And so um, it just felt at home right away. And um, so I think over the years, there's been, I might be the third generation sassy to come to Shattern State. My grandpa sassy came here. I had an aunt and uncle come here. And I think these, and I'm, I'm talking people, I think, who, who went all the way through. There's been other cousins sure. and aunts and uncles that have come to Shattern State and then gotta get you nominated for the family tree award <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta yeah. Be close at least <laughs> yeah I just thought it was cool I didn't ever know that I didn't ever know when I decided to come here and my dad's like yeah grandpa went there I'm like mm-hmm. oh wow and That's then neat. and then yeah so you know who knows who knows what the future holds but I, I'd, I'd like to see Edith come here, you know, yeah. so that'd be pretty cool. Well, and your cousin yeah. Clint is uh, mm-hmm. on the football coaching staff, so the, the yeah. sassy name's well known. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, um, sometimes I struggle with, like, you know, okay, okay, his dad is my dad's cousin, so, so, <laughs> so I think he'd probably be, like, a second cousin. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I grew up, uh, um, my dad's one of 13 kids. Grew up on the so I have so you have a lot of cousins forty <laughs> first cousins I think my grandma has like thirty nine great grandkids wow um, and so so yeah it's it's I don't know it's to me for some reason it this this area is really important yeah yeah wow, that's wonderful and so so yeah and did I answer your question yeah okay. absolutely <laughs> yeah. so so uh, mind follow up and of course we've been extolling the virtues of. Uh, Western Nebraska, but I, I'm curious in all the travels that you did as a kid, what were some of the other places that stood out in your mind as, as you know, happy memories kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so I, I'll just, so I was born in Arizona, uh, Chandler Air Force Base, which I, I hear no longer exists, and so that's like on my birth certificate, so, okay. so it's like, um, so, you know, so, yeah. so, like, so should I list Mesa, Arizona, or should I list this place? Yeah, okay, well, um, and then you know, I don't really, I don't remember it there. Um, I, I lived, we lived in Omaha. Uh, I started remembering, I think, around grade school when I was in Dover, Delaware. That okay. was a cool place. Yeah. I always remember, um, I don't know what it is, but mom and dad would take us to this restaurant. It's, I think it's called Old Mill Crab House. And they'd have like these long tables with, you know, a cloth on it. And uh, they'd come out with this big pot and just dump crabs onto the table. And, <laughs> yes. you know, had the Old Bay seasoning. Oh, and yeah. I just still remember, like, getting cuts, you know, with the crabs and the Old Bay seasoning getting in there. But it was, <laughs> you know, but I don't know why, but that was such an awesome time. And then, Old Bay is the best. Oh, yeah. It's so it good. It was so good. I, I still remember those. Just like, this is the most exciting thing ever. My parents are paying. I'm like a little kid. My parents are paying, like. 
40 bucks for me to eat this meal. I guess it's <laughs> <laughs> like they care about me. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, also remember there, you know, there's a, there was a large Amish community there as well. And I mean, we'd be, and we lived outside of Dover, so it wasn't like, and, and, and I remember just seeing like horse and buggies um, along the roads. I'm like, wow, this is cool. And I think we even ate at, you know, an Amish couple's house once. It was just like cool to experience all these different sorts of things. And, mm-hmm. So after Delaware, where I'm not even sure. I think we went to Oklahoma for the first time, southern Oklahoma. Then I think after that, I went to Colorado Springs. Um, then back to Oklahoma. I finished high school in Oklahoma. And so that was difficult. I mean, I was always moving schools. I was yeah, always right. the new kid. Yeah. Um, so that's something that's common for me. I'm used to being the new person. Um, and so, I mean, that's difficult, but I think with time, I've, I've learned to adapt and, you know, um, but... So I went to an Oklahoma high school from sophomore year to senior. I don't know why. It was just a three-year deal there. And so I was a freshman essentially twice. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> and going and, go and playing. I, 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 football. I was really into football. So I went and played football for them. And, wow, that, let me tell you what, football there is no joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I played with guys in high school, I think, that went to go play for D1 teams and stuff like that. And, and so, yeah, it was, it was a big deal there. But... Um, so yeah, I graduated high school there, and um, that's yeah what led me to University uh, University St. Thomas, the seminary yeah, there. So, but um, yeah, a lot of good memories. I mean, I don't really remember ever disliking a place. That's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So, what was your time on track and field team like uh, here at CSC, and how how did your experience as a student athlete um, affect how you work as a professor now? Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say it's definitely unorthodox yeah. um, because I, I was a, I was in my last year of eligibility and uh, a graduate student when okay. I ran track. Um, so uh, when I went to the, when I was at the University of St. Thomas, um, I was I walked onto their football team there, um, and I don't I, I don't know if this is I don't know the exact number, but I may be like the second, maybe third seminarian to ever play like a. NCAA like football while being in the seminary at the same time so okay. it's kind of cool but yeah. I, don't, I don't claim any success <laughs> and the reason is is because uh you know I, when I got into there I um I had a history of kind of head injuries uh concussion sort of things from high school that you know when you want to play you don't really speak up about mm-hmm. uh, but it, it started catching up to me before we like at the beginning of the season of my first year so are you know playing there so at the end of the day I I never really saw the field but it was an opportunity to meet um meet people we were able like at the seminary we, we had started this thing called the last chance mass so like at 10 p.m mass at the like and, and so a lot of football players started coming to that so that was cool but anyways I kind of had to deal with the idea that I would never be able to play football again um and uh, that was actually really hard um especially, you know, being a sophomore in college. So um, when I came here, um, I just figured that yeah, sports just weren't in my, my future. But um, funny deal is, like, I think it was my junior and senior year here. Um, in the summers for a summer job, I went to lifeguard on the ocean of Hil- uh, on the island, Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, in the Ocean Rescue Lifeguard. Um, not the strongest swimmer, but I trained and I, I, you know, I was able, I passed all the tests and all that, but, um, they have like these regional lifeguard competitions. So it's, it's, it's like a really competitive thing. And it kind of, if, if you do well, you kind of get to like, you know, have, have the swagger for the next year until the next competition comes. So they, they choose, there's 
a lot of lifeguards in, 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 in there. I mean, 50. And I think they choose maybe, you know, um, maybe five males to, to go participate in this. And you have your own competition. So long story short is, like, I, I made the team that traveled, I think, maybe to Myrtle Beach to this competition. And one of the one of the um, – uh, what is it? The, the competitions was like a hundred meter run on sand barefoot. <laughs> and so, um, I had, I, I did pretty well in that. And the funny thing is one of the, the, um, one of the like supervisors for the lifeguards knew coach Bailey here at the time, the track coach. He's like, you should like grant sprint for your team. You probably will do good. <laughs> uh, and go. So that's how it happened. And, and I was like, you know, coach Bailey, I'm like, well, you know, Let's give this a try. Um, and Bailey was always a master of plucking athletes <laughs> from the like the general student body. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so that, yep. that that worked well. That was a perfect fit. Well, on top of that, I'm like, he's like, I'll, I'll give you five meals a week. I'm like, sold. Yeah, it's all it took. I'm like, you know, so I, you know, I, I, I rationed my meals throughout the week, and like that one meal I was able to eat the cafeteria, man, I ate a lot. But, um, <laughs> you know, I wasn't by any means the fastest or um, whatever, but it was a great opportunity for me. And um, at one point they tried to, he tried to ha- make, have me train to be a, like, a decathlete because, you know, I, I, was, I was bigger than the average sprinter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, I, at the time I was lifting a lot. And so, I mean, in theory I would, but there's the, Pole vaulting? No, not not happening. <laughs> not happening. I there was a, I could not get my mind around how my body, my feet could go up in the air with my head. Yeah, you know, yeah. It just wasn't happening. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was fun. I was on like some relays and things like that, and yeah, cool. It was. It was I have fond memories, and I still know. I mean, there's still people in this town that that I know that I, I ran with, and so I think that was a a, a, a huge thing for me coming back. To be honest with you, just the relationships you made there. And, yeah. It's always yeah. one of the largest teams and yeah. usually very successful, so mm-hmm. that's wonderful. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, something just one last year, I'm like, it's my last year of eligibility. It's my last opportunity. Yeah, might as well. So so how is your how is your time and, and your experiences as a student at CSE, how has that kind of helped you uh, maybe become a better teacher? How, how has it helped you relate more to your students? Well... Um, I would say, like, the fact that I'm here right now, I mean, I've literally decided to, to live my life and come teach at Shedder State College is just a testament to the relationships that I made with professors here. Um, I haven't truly ever had an experience with just the availability of professors, the mentoring, the, the care of the professors that they showed me when I came here. Um, I, you know, I mentioned this before, but Dr. Carnot was the first person I ever met. You know, I I'm coming, came in the summer before I was thinking about transferring, thought about doing psychology, met her, and, yeah, it, and she just was, she kind of just welcomed me with open arms. And so um, I felt like Shattern State was a place that I could be successful, that would prepare me to be successful for the future, and um, and I and that's proven to be the case. Um, I have zero regrets of of coming here. Um, and you know, not I. I think Shattern State is such a um, a valuable institution, not only to Western Nebraska but to the U.S. I mean, biggest bang for your buck sort of thing. Um, great value, but just a tremendous education. And like I said, I think 
it's not just the co- subject matter or the content you learn. It's the relationships that you build. Mm-hmm. And so I... And, and Dr. Schaefer, who who has passed away now, and I'm actually, you know, her the position came open when when she passed away. She was a huge mentor for me. That always that I um I stayed in contact with ever since I left. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I'm thinking about applying for this job, or I'm thinking about this. Would you like to write a letter? Absolutely. You know, Dr. Gaudet was another person that I stayed in contact with. Um, but and so that just showed me what you know, caring about your students, um, paying attention to them, being available and um, can do. And so I try to do that same thing with my students. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we're known for that. I think our program is, is known for that. So we are officially now an online program, but we have not let that sort of um, fall away. Um, we now we have students from all over the U.S., from Alaska, you know, and, you know, and, and Seattle and Ohio, and, you know, it's all these different states. And so we make it a priority to make sure that they're just not a number. They're, they're, they're one of our students. Mm-hmm. And so I learned that from the professors here. And being that this is primarily a teaching institution, I believe that um, allows professors the opportunity to do that. Um, that's highly valued here is teaching. And so a big part of that teaching is the relationships that you build with your students. And so I think Shattern State is set up in a way that allows for those relationships to be fostered. And I and I know I want to continue that in my own personal teaching or work here, but also, yeah, in, in yeah, just just promote that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So Grant, you're involved with the Newman House and um I, I assume from when you were a student as well, and, and now you're on a, kind of an advisor capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like working with, with young people in there and, and um, those aspects of your faith, and, and how, how do you, you tie all that together? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the Newman House here. You know, and by the way, I think it may be the only Newman Center <laughs> called Newman House. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's literally in a house, right? And, you know, so so uh, all across the United States, there's there's been Newman Centers, and it's after Cardinal Newman, St. Cardinal Newman, and, um, you know, he had just a real charism to uh, evangelize and help support college students. And and so when I was a student here, I think it was also my first, my, in graduate school, um, I became a Newman House intern. Uh, basically, I lived on the top floor. That's kind of a private residence there, and was just just helped out. And it, it's such a relational ministry that we want smiling faces, uh, happy, you know, welcoming, radical hospitality is is, is a term that I, I like to throw out there. And um, and so that's kind of the basis. But um, so so yeah, I lived there for it was I think it was probably over a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, and when I came back, that was the first place I got in contact with. It's like, what do you need? How can we help? Um, and so, um, so yeah, I was asked to be a board member. Um, and so I'm doing that. And, and then from the college, it's, an, it's a club. Um, and so I'm also the, an advisor, an advisor role as well um, with, um, with, with Stacy Vinegar and um, – and so there's there's a, more than there's a, quite a few people here that give a lot of time to Newman, um, and in the, and a couple in the community as well. And and so, and it is bigger than I've ever seen um, than it was when I was here. It's just so impressive. There's some really good going on now. But we are um, the Newman board, and and the students are just top notch. Um, you know, it's funny. Like you know, there's the homecoming 
royalty, and I looked at the picture, I'm like, oh, there's like two or three million people down there, you know? <laughs> so nice. I, I just think, you know, I think we have an opportunity to um, just model as, as board members and advisors kind of what having uh, a relationship based on God can, can do for others. Um, and, you know, and, and faith is a big part of it. Um, and, but, so every Wednesday we do a meal, and, uh, and then there's Bible studies, and I lead a men's group. Uh, right now it's once a week. Um, and it's awesome. It's, it's no pressure, come when you can sort of thing. But we have regulars that come. And we, um, last year, and we're kind of finishing this up, we started this Into the Breach series that's through the Knights of Columbus. And um, it's just, so it's, it's based, so this is a men's group. So it's kind of like, where, where do we fall into the world and society as, as men? And, and what roles and responsibilities do we have? So I think that's been not just awesome for them. I get it just as much or more than they do out of it. Um, and so, uh, big shout out to the students who are, they are just amazing. And right now we're actually looking for our next director. So we've kind of, the board and, but specifically the, the students have r- rose up to the occasion and they are, they are just making things happen. I mean, obviously they're not paid to do this. This is all out of, you know, out of just the kindness of their hearts sort of deal, but we hope to get a new director soon. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, they're, uh, they're, they're champions right now. So yeah, I, I love. I, I'm just. A, I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's My great. wife is also a board member, you know, and she's like, she was. Uh, so there's vol- board members and volunteers, and and you know, essentially it's the same deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, she she got a promotion to board member this year. She's I was like, yeah. So this means you got to do more now. Yeah. But she's she's highly involved as well. So it, and then Edith has kind of become the the Newman. Newman kid, so everyone at Newman will just knows Edith and Edith. Oh, that's if, great. Edith is more social than Abigail and I put together, um, so that's that's fun. She just she'll go and talk to everyone, and um, she just yeah. I, I think it's a lot of people have been like happy to to have. I was like, is Edith going to be annoying or, or what? But no, people people liked her. No, that's one around. of the benefits of raising kids in a mm-hmm. small town. They get experiences like that. Yeah, yeah. So she so we're happy. She's already involved. Good. good. Yep. Well, what are some other things you like to do outside of work? Oh, assuming I have there, there's other time. Huh? Yeah, yeah, if there <laughs> is spare time. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're working on a 36-hour day so we can all have more time to yeah, get precisely. some stuff outside of work. Update me on that as soon as you can. Yep. Yeah, I'd like to. Um, well, you know, in our in our work, um, we do have the you know the 40-hour work week, but it, it at least as a faculty member, your kind of your 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 lifestyle and your job are really um, inter, 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 you know together. And um, so, but um, and and I love that. I love that. And uh, I mean, living living in Shattern, <laughs> I mean, I don't have to get on the highway and commute 30, 30 minutes. So it's all just really intimate work life and Newman and just so it's really cool to where it's, it's all kind of together. So I don't see the things that I do necessarily outside work always separate from work like my involvement with the Newman and all that but taking Shatner State out of the picture you know um, I like visiting we like to go make, visit family um, my parents live in Colorado um, about 20 miles away from the Air Force Academy so once a year I try to at least go catch a game there oh it's so fun oh, those games are amazing yeah uh, the flyovers and you know maybe doing some tailgating things like that and um, but um, another often what we do is we try to get together with family members to 
get eat at the same exposure that I, that we got as kids to our family, to our cousins. I don't know why my parents made it a priority that we were able to spend time with our cousins. And I'd looking back that that took an effort on their part. And I'm really grateful for that. So we're so Edith has some cousins, you know, up in Martin, South Dakota and Rushville and, you know, Gordon area. So, so things like that. So we're, we're, we're trying to make that a priority. And then we any any opportunity I can head out to the ranch. I do. Um, and so I'm going there on Saturday to watch the Purdue game. And um, it, I don't know what it is. It's 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 just um, I love that place. And um, and, you know, so two of my uncles are, are um, now my grandma, um, I believe she was 92, just passed away um, a couple, three weeks ago. And so we had her funeral and she's buried in Gordon. And um, so stop by there on the way out to say hi. And but um, but yeah, honestly, just just uh, doing that deal. And, you know, Uncle Bob or Uncle Pat on, on the ranch will give me a call and say, hey, you want to come do some work this summer or whatever? And I say, Yes, no matter what. I mean, and it's <laughs> fencing through, you know, standing mm-hmm. water, you know, perhaps there might be a leech or two in there, you know, sort of deal. Oh, but, <laughs> oh I, I just, I just love, I just love every bit of it. I just, it's just, it's, um, we were raised to, um, to know how to work hard. And to me, the ranching lifestyle is kind of the epitome of that. It's honest work. It's hard work. And, um, whenever I can be a part of it, um, I, I, I try to say yes. So, in all reality, that might be considered work, but it's more than that, you yeah. know. So kind of a hobby, hobby slash work, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, out there, you know, I maybe might bring out. I like to shoot guns, so I might bring in a couple guns and do some target practice or sight some things in. And so, um, I did some hunting in Alaska when I was there. Um, got a moose and a caribou, um, but oh man, that hunting is very different than it is here. Uh, let me tell you what. And after have to, having to pack out. The bull, the bull moose. I kind of <laughs> yeah. swore off hunting for a while. Yeah, I, I, I had to kind of, yeah. I mean, and this is, I, I think it was like September, and like you're, 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 you're camped out, and you're wearing waders for about a week, and you have to wear waders because there's like it's marshy area. You wake up in the morning, you're wait, you're putting on frozen waders. Um, I'm just like, I think this is fun, you know, sort of deal. But I hope to get into hunting, more hunting, and things like that again too. So great, yeah. Keep your, you keep yourself busy. I do. Yeah, 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 that's that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings us to our quick hitting questions for you, Grant. Okay. So first thing that comes to mind, a favorite movie of yours. Oh, um, I like uh, I, uh, that's a hard one. I mean, I, there's so many different like what mood am I in? Right. Um, but, you know, I, I always like every time I see Goodwill Hunting, yeah. I love that movie. And, you know, it has it's this idea of, you know, a, thera- a therapist, you know, helping kind of an, a lost uh, person and really just sticking with him no matter what throughout this and just the impact that that can have on people. And I think, it, you know, it's a movie, but it just, it I think it kind of speaks to the heart um, of a lot of therapists. So I like that. And there's so many of those Robin Williams roles that would stick in the mind. Mm-hmm. And that was an excellent one. Yeah. So I kind of like that sort of deal. But, you know, I'm... I, I think I'm pretty easily entertained. <laughs> so, so. Or is know. it is it uh, whatever the the kid wants to watch? That, that's uh, the favorite. <laughs> well, let me tell you what. Um, anytime we can watch an an you know adult movie, we're like, yeah, you know. So, because yeah, half the time, you know, oh, you know, it's th- 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 by the time we're you know we decide we want to watch a movie, Edith, it's still not. It's time for her. It's not time for her to go to bed. So it's like okay. 
uh, we'll uh, we'll, we'll watch a, a kid movie. We try to sneak in ones that we might enjoy as well, you yeah. know. <laughs> but um, by the time she's in bed, it's like. We have enough time to start a movie, yeah. sort of thing, but we're yeah. so tired. And so, yeah, I, it, it's like I, I took Edith to see her first um, sing to at the movie theater. First, it was the first like daddy daughter date we had, and it was awesome. So, in all reality, it's like, yeah, I don't have a lot of time to think about it anymore. But you know, every time I see a good movie, I I love it. You know, I, I really remember going um, to remember Avatar. I think the movie Avatar mm-hmm. and when that first came out and going to the movie theater and having like the 3D glasses oh, yeah. it's like oh this is awesome yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is the future so I, I enjoyed that but yeah cool. that's yep. good how many times have you been to the top of Sea Hill? <laughs> <laughs> Well, my wife likes to hike so a lot <laughs> good good <laughs> yeah so she's out there jogging just about uh well, you know, she either one morning will do a jog, another morning a home workout. So she's out there a lot more than me. So I don't know how many times, but oh, I'd say about ten. Um, but that's funny because when I was a student here, I I didn't make it up there a ton. Um, I remember the track team. We took a picture on the sea. Uh-huh. I think that might have been the only time I was up there at yeah. that point. Okay. But yeah, yeah, that's it's beautiful up there, and oh, yeah, uh, you great. just see so much. But yeah, yeah, we're we did a lot of hiking in Alaska as well. So. Since we had Edith, like, sea hill hiking versus Alaska hiking is more like what a kid can do. And yeah. so, yeah, so that's we're, true. We're, we're trying to get her into that. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, so, uh, so final answer, let's say 10. Okay. Yep. That's good. That's yep. good. How about a favorite breakfast cereal? <laughs> I'm wondering why this is. We haven't had this question on the list before, Alex. So there must be something here. <laughs> is, there, is it, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like you like cereal. Well, you know, uh, grow. Uh, Grow, uh, so short answer, I think I like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, yeah. Um, Popular answer. Is it? Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm honestly more of like a, a protein shake in the morning type of guy now. I don't know why. I just, I like to have my coffee, and a lot of times I'll just buy like something with like 20 grams of protein in it and chug that in the morning and call it good. <laughs> my wife is a huge breakfast person, and so is, so is, so is Edith, so we're a little bit different in that. But um, the funny thing about cereal is like uh, growing up, my brother loved cereal, <laughs> and uh, and I would always complain because he'd always eat all the good cereal. Mm-hmm. And so my dad gave me the, the official title of cereal monitor. He's like, "Great, hey, you are now the cereal monitor." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "It's kind of like you know, if if you want this to be your business all the time, then you'll have an official title." <laughs> it's pretty funny. I'll never forget one of my uh, most pleasant memories of my brother and I uh, growing up. My brother was probably 14 or 15, and so I would have been 11 or 12. My parents actually left for the weekend and left him in charge, and they gave us 20 bucks. And he and I went to the grocery store and bought all the cookie crisp that we could. Nice. And that's all we ate that oh, entire yeah. weekend. Because my mom and dad would never get it for us. 20 bucks goes probably a long way with cookie crisp. I think crisp, we got huh? like five boxes, but oh, there beautiful. was none left when my parents Can came you eat home. it anymore after that? Or? <laughs> you know, I probably haven't had it since then, but <laughs> we went hard. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Grant, what's a, what's a favorite book or author of yours? Oh, um, I like to read. Um, it, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. I don't have, like, this weird way of, like, oh, I want to read this next. It's kind of what kind of sparks my interest. Um, uh, I, I like C.S. Lewis. I like him a lot. Um, I specifically like, like, the, the Screw Tape Letters. Um, the Great Divorce is, is a good one. Um, and, like, books like Mere Christianity um, I've enjoyed. Um, I'm reading a book right now, you know, and 
you know, I'm, I have a, I guess, license in um, alcohol and addiction, uh, licensed alcohol, drug and alcohol counselor. And so there's this book called Spirit, uh, Spirituality and the 12 Steps, um, learning about that. That's really cool. And, um, and yeah, so other books that have been influential, like, you know, my wife uh, had a conversion. Um, she converted to actually the Catholic faith before I met her. And there's this book called Theology of the Body that was a big part of her conversion. And, um, and yeah, I've, I've really liked that. But for there's this, so Pope John Paul II, <laughs> he wrote this, like, you know, he's like a theologian, wrote this huge thing. And I started reading, I'm like, no way, this is not happening. It, like, it just, over my head, you know. And so I, there's what's something called For Beginners. <laughs> so a guy, like, takes this thing and makes it into, like, a book like this. And I really enjoyed that. Just So, yeah, I, like, I pretty much like to read. But I'd say if I had to, like, yeah, C.S. Lewis um, is one of my go-tos. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, right. yeah. So final question. Mm-hmm. Shadron State College, what word comes to mind? Relationships. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, very, uh, I think that one is clear to me, I think, at least from my perspective, like, um, students, that's, that's what kept me here. I mean, I, I didn't know what I was going to do after a gra- an undergraduate degree. The relationships I had influenced me to make a decision to go get a master's degree. The relationships that I had here influenced me to go get um, a PhD. Um, and so even just like maybe the belief in me when I might have not had it in myself goes so far. And, and now, um, and, and this is not just in our field. I mean, there are our programs. This is, this is all across campus. So I think relationships. Um, you know, I also like, I also like the mission of, uh, of Shattered State, too. You know, uh, even though I'm going to botch this, maybe you guys can help me. You know, it's like, you know, you know foster experience of like the high plains region and beyond yeah knowledge foster knowledgeable leaders i think or something like yeah. that. yeah so i i i that i i like the mission of shatter state you know i think i think that really gives credence to the idea like hey it, it talks about the high plains region and this is western nebraska you know and, and the surrounding areas but i mean so you know take a look at what's what's really needed here um first help influence professionals and leaders for the area and we talked about Western Nebraska values. I think that's important. And then, and then, and then beyond, because people do go out a lot. Maybe most people eventually end up leaving the area. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's what makes Shatter State unique. Is um, we are a rules school, and I think that gives so many opportunities to build relationships. You're you're going to see people um, at the University of Alaska in Anchorage and and um, the University of St. Thomas Houston. I would see people maybe a school that would never see anywhere else, no matter what. <laughs> There's so many people. Um, here, it's not that way. Yeah. And you see my at Walmart. And so the relationships you have are super important. And the way you hold yourself, not just at work, but in the community, is important. Um, because you, you don't separate. Here, you can't separate that. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of opportunities here. And um, I, I'm a big fan of, of the school. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Grant. It's been a lot of fun talking to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was nervous. This may be my first podcast. Uh, I definitely have, have have turned down things in the past, but you know, hey, you guys are swell guys. I yeah. was like, you know, oh, you did great. This yeah. can't be too painful. Yeah. No, you did great. Glad to have you on. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks again. I appreciate it.